The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Paul, he's Ronnie, and the World Cup might be on, but I'm missing my United fix for sure. It was great to watch the Gardine show this week and reminding myself of how much of a laugh it was with our new podcast pals, Hoosty and Conway. Roll on January with Craig Levine, Paul Dixon and Danny Swanson. This week's episode took us to deepest, darkest fight as we had our first Dode Fox podcast away day to sit down and chat with the major, Andy Rowland. Join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Hi, I'm Dave Bowman and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. You better be listening. So our guest this week was born in Fife, always gave 100% and was signed as a fullback. He would, however, often be played a little further forward due to his knack of getting some goals. We have been assured he was hard as nails throughout his career and this has been reiterated to us so often that this is the first Dode Fox podcast interview where me and Paul have worn our shin guards. Our guest this week is the major, Andy Rowland. Andy, how are you? Very well, guys. I'm suffering a wee bit for the cold at the moment, but other than that, I'm... I was at my work all week, so I can go to work. You know, I was at the golf yesterday, so but I'm fine. I'm really fine. Ah, you're you're built a different stuff in uh, Fife, aren't you? Well, I meet the next Saturday. It's <laughs> incredible, um, and obviously, and Andrew the Major Roland, you're a war baby, born in 1942, in deepest darkest Fife. I was born in Dunfermline, actually. Well, that's still Fife. But I know, but. Uh, Actually, come from a wee village, Lumfinnens. Mm-hmm. The East Game, where that is. I've walked that, through it, yes. What, yeah, that's between Loch Gelly and Cowdenbeath. Yep, that's correct. Uh, it was called Little Moscow at one time. That was because all the miners voted communist. Okay. So I got christened as Little Moscow. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in well, fact, one of the streets in it is Good Garden Way. It was called after the first man in space. Ah, yeah. Yuri Gagarin. Yuri Gagarin, let's go called Gagarin Way. I don't know, Kenneth, this is a football podcast that we're doing right now or no? <laughs> or history or something. We're, we're educating the masses. <laughs> well, I just got educated, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, first and foremost, where does the nickname come from? Well, as I say, my first game was at Airdrie, uh, and I played, he put me at left back, Jerry, you know, and put Jimmy Briggs forward. To, mm-hmm. It would be left half at that time. And obviously, I'd just met the guys that were playing me in that. So I think it was the Tuesday. It was the Tuesday, and it was a practice game up at Dundee North End. Mm-hmm. And we're in the dressing room, and Tommy Muller was introducing me to all the players and that. And Jackie Graham, you'll not mind the Jackie. No, but I know the name. Ah, uh, but he scored the hat trick at one new year against Dundee at Dens. He's a hero. Jack, and, and he was. He looked like Eric Burden of the animals, honestly. He did. <laughs> and that's it. I used to cram Eric, and he come up and he got him reduced, and he just shook my hand and he says, Are "You all right, Major?" And that was it. Stuck. See, a lot of people say that it was the Gallup Major. That was a load of rubbish that got called that. That that's how it stuck, and it just stuck for that day on. It's <laughs> as good a nickname as any. I think it was my hair was even shorter than this. I think, you know. <laughs> And that, that's how it, that's how it came about. Aye. Yeah, it's it's brilliant that it's stuck uh, ever it's since stuck Paul phoned you and aye. you told him it was the major. Um, what was it like growing up during and sort of just after the Second World War in Cowden Beath? Ash. Well, 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 the village was Lumfinnens. That was a mining village, you know. Yeah. Came with the 
the old mine in Rose getting down mm-hmm. where I saw new houses now obviously and <laughs> I went to the primary school there then I went to Beath High School it's, bra- it's a brand new one now the other one got knocked down eventually but that, that was uh, obviously I can't make much of it the war <laughs> it was alright man mm-hmm. I mean it was down where we stayed in the old miners' Rose it was the gas mantles in the in the the, the the lamp posts, mm-hmm. you know, the guys to come down and light them yeah, at the night, you know? yeah, yeah. Aye. Oh. Ronnie will knock in on about no, that. No, I'm, and I'm, it was a... I'm aware of that. In the, in the houses, the, 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 the pipes down the walls, they were on the outside of the wall, the gas pipes and that, you know? Mm-hmm. And you, if they were decorated, my mother, they, they papered over them, and they hot water. <laughs> you know, the, when my dad came for the pit, it, uh, my mum had the uh, boiler in the corner, a stone boiler, and... Put coal and brought to heat the thing when then we'd get a bath in the, the living room floor or the kitchen floor. That was worked in the pits, but before that, after that then, they got baths and that, you know, eventually. Mm. But that's that's how we lived at that time. Outside toilet as well, guys. We'll move on to the outside toilet. Toilets, aye. Uh, what's your earliest footballing memory? Uh, playing for the primary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was unfinished primary then after that it was Beath High, uh, Beath High School. That was what they called the first year team, and I came up against Andy Penman at that time. Mm-hmm. He was at Kings Road in Merseyth. Played against him then. I joined the Boys Brigade. I played against him again, and that kind of thing. Then he played for Dunfermline School at the same time as me. Then Fife. Then we were. He went two or three others. I kind of mean Willie Callaghan, I think. And I was supposed to go for a trial for Scotland, and I got some happened here in my nose, and it was poisoned or some. So I come in just what it was, and I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy got. I'm not saying I already got picked. You would, but uh, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I was a forward at that time, and when I played for them, when I played for Fife, Andy Pemmon wanted to play inside, but he couldn't get a game for me because I was inside. He was he had to play outside right for mm-hmm. Fife. And Dunfermline. Yeah. But uh, that was then, then it was Cowdenby Troyals under 18s. Yeah, we were looking at, uh, and you can again correct me for that. So you go for there, but you were picked up by Cowdenby quite young, 18, 19. They then scrapped the reserve team, you were released, and then you ended up in England. Uh, uh, well, Via the juniors. That's playing for Cowdenby Troyals, and obviously we were playing at Central Park at that time, and obviously. I came with their attention, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Callaghan played centre forward at that time, and I signed. There were no S forms, and that was some kind of thing. They put two or three pound away a week, and if I signed professional for them, I got that money. And uh, I was, I think, I think when I was eighteen, uh, John Dugary was the manager, I think, and then. Uh, they had a combined reserve league, I think there were about eight teams in it, and I played, and I played a couple of times for the, the first team. I was about 16 or 17 years old, never, never got a kick at the ball, you know. Yeah. And uh, then Harry Koval took over, and he, he was a great Dunfermline Race Rovers man, you know, big centre half and that. Really brutal guy, but he could play a bit at centre half. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that season, they scrapped the combined reserve team, and he said, and Tommy Callaghan, 
Dunfermline and Celtic. He played for the same under-18 team as me. Mm-hmm. He was, I think Tom's about two years younger than me, maybe a year and a half. Uh, he's no got a game because I'm signing more senior players now. But he's, we'll keep you on and they will put you in. I says, no. I said, I'm no... I says, I'll just go back junior. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Dundonald Bluebell. Mm-hmm. Now, what had happened... After that, yeah, I mentioned England there. I went down to stay with my mother. My mother wasn't very well in that, you know, and her, my father had broke up and that. And this knock on the door, and this guy came to the door, and he says, I, John Dugary, the, the old manager of Cowdenbeath, said, I have to come and see you. And I went to play a trial for Crew Alexandra. Mm-hmm. And I played all right, and I started playing for them. But unbeknown, to, I found out two or three weeks later, when you played senior and you went back junior you couldn't now let me get this right you, you couldn't you had to stay a year with a reinstated team okay. Donald. I phoned up Dundonald in the sector he says Andy you have to stay for a year for that so they asked me to play under a different name but I never played on the, the first team mm-hmm. you know but that's what was going to harm I was hoping yeah. and I played under the reserve team all the time then I came home one day. Would people know a Kent why you were though back then, even at that young age? Oh no, 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 no we doing there, no, no, okay. no, no. And uh, I came home and I went, oh no, I'm coming back home again. Yeah. And I came home and uh, by this time Archer Robertson was the manager of Cowdenbeath. Now he played for Clyde in Scotland and that. No, a lot of times for Scotland, but he was my old boys' brigade leader years mm-hmm. ago, and. Uh, he sent somebody to see me. And my grandfather's in... I stayed with my grandfather, you see. And he said, Archie's want to know if you'll come down and play a trial against Ray Rovers. He'd say, right. And I played against Bobby Steen. That was Colin Steen's brother. Mm-hmm. And I had a really good game. Then asked me to play the next week again at Starts Park in the return game. I didn't play that well. But he asked me to sign. So obviously I signed. You know, and I played for ages outside right then I didn't care what happened but I just they seemed to draw away a wee bit and I wasn't getting a game then and they asked me to play asked if I could get a game at, 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 at wing half you know well I was a wing half at that time and I played a trial I, I played a game at Thornton Hibbs ground mm-hmm. with floodlights no great floodlights and I played alright and I played on the Saturday I can't mean who we played but I played really well again and I played there for ages and he signed a guy, Tommy Dawson, for the Rangers and put Tom in there and I couldn't get a game. And I went away down to uh, see my mother in England for a new year. And uh, I read in the paper, Dennis Jack, the left back, had broke his leg. So for some how he got in touch with me, could I come home to play? So I did. And that was it. I played left back and then Bobby Wilson went to Dundee mm-hmm. and then I went to right back. You know, it's a fairly unconventional route to get your career started, isn't it? Game, uh, but but then that happened. You obviously done well uh, because there was then a few teams after you. I think Rangers, Clyde, and but, obviously the biggest well, team of all, United. That was uh, that was all in the paper anyway. You know, mm, well, uh, like we've done a wee bit of research. All right, so no, good, good. Uh, but what made you choose United out of all the teams? Well, I I played a uh, I played a. Uh, Michael Collier put the pit disaster, right? A lot of men were killed in the pit. Mm-hmm. And my father was on the rescue team. He was a rescue for... for and uh, 
I got picked to play in that. It was East Fife Race Rovers, Dunfermline, Cowden Beath. And I was, I got to play left back. Billy Callaghan, me, Roy Barry, people like that. Ali Edwards, all people like that, you know, really good players. Ian Porterfield. In fact, I was yeah. left back, Ian was left half, and Gordon Wallace was outside left. That was your side. Mm. And at half time, George Farm was in charge. What a man he was, man. <laughs> of course, my pal Billy Renton, he played for Dunfermline, he says, so at half time, he said, uh, Dennis Jack, that was a cow and beef left back. He was like, uh, get ready. So I started taking my laces off, you see. And he went, What are you doing, son? <laughs> I says, uh, Dennis is coming on. Uh, you keep your bits on. Jim Murphy was the inside left for the Rovers. Uh, Jim, you come up from that. Uh, you, you up front. Uh, can I swear? <laughs> of course you can. I, I says, I can't even fucking play up there. <laughs> hey, listen, son, you do what you tell, I'll do all the fucking. <laughs> that was the exact one, so up I go. I hit the bar for about 30 years with one, and I reeked one in for about 30 yards, and Jerry was there. So and I found out later on, Jerry Kerr had asked them to pick me up there to play. Mm-hmm. Right? So you could. And I played on the, that was on Monday, I played on the Wednesday against, was it Dumbarton? I think it was Dumbarton. Oh, anyway, I'd, I'd played three games in the week and I was terrible on the the last game. Oh, God, I was knackered and uh, I got I come. I was working with, with British Rail at that time, joined them, and uh, I come home and my grandfather says you have to go to Central Park for six o'clock. I mean, oh, like, so I went down, nobody there, you know. So then I seen the guy coming in. I thought it was Lieutenant Colombo. <laughs> this, this is the story I told uh, 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 Jerry's uh, son, Glenn. <laughs> you know, and uh, he says, I'm Jerry Kerr. We've done you now. I'm down to sign you. He had the long coat and everything. I went, oh, still named the Ficoud Beef. <laughs> then Archie Robertson arrives and the, the trainer and that. And I was like, oh. he's saying this and that. And he said, look, then he sign. Play, play on Saturday. That's what I was. And uh, see how you got on. I says, what if I break my leg? Mm-hmm. Can I have something like that? He says, there's an air team interested. I says, well, who is it? I can't tell you. I says, well, I, say, I, I never called him. I always called him boss. I says, I'm signing. Okay, so after I signed, who was it? Celtic. Jockstein, he'd made an inquiry that Monday night. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying anything when he came yet. Yeah. You know, but he says, I couldn't tell you. Can blah, blah, blah. So, uh, and then, of course, all my mates are Rangers reporters. <laughs> never speak to you again for again. <laughs> so that's where I landed at Dunedice uh-huh. and back then £10,000 that's a fair, about, fair was, amount of money was, back then it was alright that time they got in there too if I played so many games I think I played them off the off the thing with I so first game was at left back then the next game was against Morton at home mm-hmm. and we had that the hostel a big house and all the young players stayed there mm-hmm. and we used to go there for a pre-match meal and we're in there, and Jerry starts reading out the team again. And Donald Mackay had played it uh, early, but Sandy Davy played this game. It was, I'll try and mind it. it was Davy, Muller, Briggs, Nelson, Smith, and Woods. So and so, so and so, so and so. Number 10. And I cast it up, well, I'm not getting a game, but can fair enough. Then he, he turned around and says, to, This is what Jerry said to Jimmy Muller. Mm-hmm. Ken, Jimmy just died. Uh, he should be all right there. 
when Jimmy had never seen me playing, he went, I should be all right there. Yeah, that was it. Winging it. That, that, was, my, that was my, my introduction to, to the home team. In fact, my foot is up on the wall there. I got, uh, I'd been in the legends thing, and it's, that's it. I got took with the black and white strip on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was my first one. And then, of course, Jimmy... Sandy got hurt, Jimmy Briggs went in the goals and I went to left back the second half. Mm. What was it like, apart from that time at Cowden Beath when he was signing you, what was it like meeting Jerry Kerr and, and going to then play for him? It, it was just just like talking to his dad. Mm-hmm. He was, I had a run trail brick wall for him. Yeah. yeah. I, I, he didn't get me wrong. I, I, I didn't mean to be offensive. He, he wasn't great on the football side. You know, he would come out and say, what do you think the day, guys? And that kind of, and like the Dennis Gillespie, when he do get Smith, would say, well, I think we should do this, but I right. where McLean would lose him. But you had to do the same for Jim McLean because you, you, you were making a living. Mm-hmm. But Jerry was, been a great man. Yeah, man, uh, a lot better man uh, manager. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he was top class man management, so I. Yeah. yeah, the other boy was not so clever. No, that's a familiar theme. Uh, uh, I wouldn't let anybody say about him. No. Against football wise. Mm-hmm. Put, I'd say put about three or four years on my career. Mm-hmm. Again, just with the fitness and that, he can. Yeah, no, he can what he was then. Aye. Uh, so when you signed, did you have to move up to Dundee? No. Or, no. No, no. So you were no. still kicking about I, in I, Fife? I've signed in Cowdenbeath and then we sold the house and. For some reason, I wanted to go to Dundee East Day. And I said, I'm not buying a house, but they got me a house. Mm-hmm. Brand new, but it was Whitfield. But I didn't come. I mean, I'll be quite honest with you, I went to get out of there. My car got broken to twice. My son was getting bullied out of school. Mm-hmm. My house was broken to twice. When I wasn't there, I went home for the weekend to, to my mates in Cowdenbeath and that, you know. Oh, I said, I'm, having, I'm not having any of this. But I, I didn't have to go and stay, but I made up my mind to go. And then Jerry says to me, well, you're just as well because things are happening and three weeks later, McLean took over. Yeah. And then it was blah, blah, blah. So was it the club that got that house for you then? Yes, they- yes. Brand new. Again, that, that was again, the big the big masonette-like house. Yeah. Again, the living room up the stairs, down the stairs, brand new it was. Yeah. Again, it, it was all right, but then eventually... Ah, just the it location. Got, it, got re- it got really... It was all right at first, but it, oh, it was rough. Yeah. Again, really rough. And I see when your house is getting broken into, and that you can. That's no fun. And, and your car broke into, and oh, I've said, no, this is no for me. Mm-hmm. What was it like going into a dressing room with the likes of Doug Smith, Dennis Gillespie, Jimmy Briggs, Finn Dawson? Did they help you settle in, or did, were you just oh, one I, of the I, boys? I, I got, I left for here to Kinross, and the bus came through Kinross, mm-hmm. and I got on the bus, and the two people that I sat right in front of you was Finn Dawson and Ian Mitchell. And they were chatting away at me all the thing, and then the guys when when we got in the dressing room, you know, shake your hand and all the best and that can blah 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 and that. Yeah, it was it was a wee bit overpowering. You can. Mm. Well, where, was, where did they guys stay then? Were they staying in a similar area to you, Finn yeah. Dawson and that when they were you were seeing them on the bus? No, no they, they come from Dundee in the bus. Oh, sorry, and I got on it, Kinross. Sorry, got you. Got and then you. I got dropped off at Kirsten, and somebody picked me up. Sorry, uh, Epic job wrong there. That's right, I'm sorry, Simon. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, sorry. I'm not very clever. <laughs> <laughs> but you made, you made your debut for the club. Can you remember who you played against in the score? Airdrie, we got beat 2-0. That's, that's correct. <laughs> that's a hell of a memory you've got. Hell of a memory. You also played and scored 
in a Scottish Cup game at Tannadice against Hearts in your debut season. Uh, it was quite the match. You were 2-0 down. You were 4-2 up. Aye. And then we got about 6-5. Yes. Did the players ask for a, a win bonus after that match? Am I allowed to say this? What you happened? You can say anything you want. Right. We were actually at Gernustestein in the hotel. You know, what was it, Friday? Was it the Bruce it was called? Do you know where they, they behind the, the first team with that big Yes. Club, the one to the right of that, okay. it was a hotel. We used to stay there at the New Year. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they took us down there and I had the cold. Mm-hmm. And he put me in a different room in that. And then we came up, you know. And uh, I was playing up front, again, we and Mitchell and that, you know. Well, certainly midfield thing, again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a cold midfield at that time. And before the game, Tommy Muller, oh, God rest his soul, what a guy he was. <laughs> he was wanting mere money. And he wouldn't let us strip. And I was shaking like a leaf, and so was Jimmy Cameron. Again, Jimmy was a great player, by the way. Again, mm-hmm. but he couldn't play for McLean. Yeah. And 20 minutes before the start, I just went last. I said, look, I'm getting ready. I says, I can't wait any longer. Again, I was shaking like a leaf. Mm-hmm. And then we got a... And then Finn Dawson, Finn Seaman missed a penalty. I was supposed to take it. And he took the ball off me and shoved me to the side. He got fined for that, you know. Mm. Yeah, but I scored from my left foot. Yeah, I, I, the goals are on uh, on the internet. I, I know, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah I've, I, seen, I've, I've seen them. them I watched them in the other fact, week. My, my son, who's up in the state, says to me, you were not playing in that game. <laughs> I says, it was the number 10 that scored that goal. I says, I was playing number 10. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. I played up front for a load of times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your first season played thirty-one times, scored five goals. Happy enough for that for a first season at oh, United, especially when you're a fullback. Eh? <laughs> exactly. Uh, we would tell that for our strikers this season. Uh, Never mind a fullback. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a good effort. You'd also have maybe seen a young, moustacheless lad kicking around the training pitch that season. A certain Hamish McAlpine. Uh-huh. Now we all know what he became at Tannadice, but what were your first impressions of the goalie? I, well, he was actually playing for Montrose. He was he lined up to me, but only saw him at the training. Okay. Yeah, but I got uh, I got landed with him all the time. But me and him, <laughs> me and him are like that still. He's a character. I, 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 <laughs> I, and uh, I says to McLean once, I says, you know, where we, I, when we go any place, like Blackpool, to play a friendly or a Brudnut, why am I always in the same room with him? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because all the fucking troubles in the one room. I'm only watching anybody else. So he used to say to me, I, a wee story about him when I got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So did Hamish that night. And it was Johnny Coyle was one of them. He was the leading goal scorer one season. Mm-hmm. He died a couple of years ago, but he was about 90, I think. Yeah. And Hutchie was another one. His, he was dead as well. But his daughter and son were up. And they were the first two on the stage. Now, when it was my turn, third, I got on the stage, you see. And uh, it was Mr. Thompson and that, Ken. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, oh, I said, look, can I say a few words? Of course you can. Ken, so he gives me the mic. And I froze. <laughs> and I mean, there were about 500 folk there. Mm-hmm. And he misses at the table right in front. He was sitting at Lorraine Kelly's table. And I went, uh, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I said, I'm a bit stuck for words. 
he gets up it'll be the first fucking time in your life ever <laughs> <laughs> this is an uproar always an offy man when I Oh, aye. He's he's, a, he's certainly a character. I mean, we've heard uh, Morris Malpass was telling him that he they were kind of winding him up, and he just he never took kindly to that. So he ended up filling him in and throwing his mattress out the hotel, and then aye. Mo had to come back in the front door with his mattress under his arm as Jim McLean went. What's happened here? And he went. I was tatting the mark out the goalie a wee bit. He says, "Well, I'll not do that again." <laughs> well, we were in a practice game and we were playing at Dunedin's. And bottom side where the players come out, yeah. he went back to take a corner kick and he went back to the wall for <laughs> going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, a, he's an incredible man, he really is. Aye. Incredible man. Um, May 1969, we need to bring this up, bit of a momentous occasion for the club. We went to America and played in some friendlies under the guise of Dallas Tornadoes. Yes. What was that experience like? They'd been there before mine in 67. Mm-hmm. I think they'd been there. I, it, was, it, was, it was great, but I think we only won about two or three games, you can. And we played against West Ham three times in Washington, yes. in Dallas. And then the first game ever played on Astrotter, I think we got beat 9-3. You got beat 8-2. 8-2, right. And at half-time, I think it was 6 nothing. And Jerry says, I know it's an exhibition game, but then you need to make a fucking exhibition of yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the only three games. It was mm-hmm. just before the World Cup, 69. Hurst, Peters and Moore played in the three games against us. Yeah. A wee story about Bobby Moore. Mm-hmm. Alec Reid was friendly with John Cushley who played for Celtic, went to West Ham United, and Cush came to see uh, Alec in Dallas, in the room, we were in the Marriott Moore Hotel, and Fraser Elder was in the room with us, there were tons of room, they say one pine anything, knock on the door, and there was Bobby Moore, with Cush, Ken, what are you drinking, Jock? And I didn't drink at that time, mm-hmm. I'd never even heard, you'll never make it, son. That's what he said to me. That's what he said to me. You'll never make it. You never make it, Jock. That's what he said. Really nice guy. Yeah, I think that was the trip as well. The change from black and white to tangerine. I think was that that trip as well. I was up at that. Mind, but they had a thing introduced us. The sixties people, the seventies people, the eighties people. Yeah, yes, yes. Anniversary was it? Yeah, that was. I I was at that game. Yeah, and I think that that American trip was like a month or something, wasn't it? You was away six for a weeks. long time. Six, six weeks. weeks. That's amazing. <laughs> we made a fortune. <laughs> well, really so. I think we were only about $35 a day eating and spend money. Yeah. And you, you, were, you were spending about 5 or $6. <laughs> yeah. Trousers but, of the rest. But it was, but it was uh, we played Kilmarnock in the can of Arson Villa. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Tommy Duckerty was in charge of Arson Villa. Hmm. You boys don't maybe no mind the Bobby Davis and the referee. Your dad would mind him, big tall man. Ask about, and he was refereeing against Aston Villa, and Tommy Duckett is shouting for the touchline, but a centre for it to break Doogie Smith's legs. Can I was like that? What's going on here? Can mm-hmm. what, what did you like to go back to the West Ham game where we got a bit of a skeleton? Uh, huh? Truth be told, what did you think of the surface? Like, was it just oh. comical? Was it naked? Oh. Well, if you slipped on it, you burnt yourself. Yeah, yeah. Can you? you it was. It wasn't like it is now. Can no, no. I mean, the, even these days, like you, you get four G, three G. Some of them are great. Some uh, of them aren't so good. But I can remember 
I can remember at Gussie Park when United put one in probably about 25, 30 years ago now I think uh, and similar to what you're saying if you if you slid on it uh, you can't have a boot it the next day well, you know. when I went to America to play I know I'm, I'm going for it a bit and I played against Alan Ballner and I slipped too I hate it yeah. and now when I see it now you can get your foot below the ball you couldn't it was it was just like like that yeah. but only can it was that, like a on a, aye, a basically exactly that's yeah. what it was like son, yeah. Yeah, it was horrible uh, um, did you request a transfer in 1970? This is Paul's research, so I'm just mm. asking to back that up. No, no, no. Seventy, we got beat in the cup, and we went down to play Huddersfield in a friendly. I think that uh, it was Huddersfield. I, uh, which the guy played, he, he played that night. He was a sixteen or seventeen year old. Frank Worthington mm-hmm. became a great player. Mm-hmm. He played against us that night, and I played really well that night. You can and. Tell you a wee story, but can I tell you a wee story? Of course, can. Ah, the stories so, you want. We're getting getting ready to go out and that, and my mum had come through with my brother, two brothers, and my two sisters, and their partners and that. Again, so of course I got tickets for them all. Knock on the dressing room door about ten to ten to eight. Uh, Mr. Roland, uh, uh, your father's at the Christmas. My mum and him are split up, and I went, oh no, because he liked a drink. Again, I was like, oh please no. Jerry, eh, you go on, I'll take care of him. So I'm running down the wing and my feather's sitting in the dugout with Jerry Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that. So after the game, Billy Haney and Tommy Muller came into my room at night. We'd went for a pint now. Eh, you fancy got a man city? I says, what are you talking about? They'd made a bid for me. But I never got dealt off the club, it was him that dealt me. Jerry yeah. tell them, nothing came of it. Then a couple of times... Newcastle had, were interested in me. They signed Mitchell, Ian Mitchell, and, but I never asked for a transfer, no. Mm-hmm. No, no, that I can mind it anyway. Okay. <laughs> I think I'll, that was the only thing. I'll go back to the person that gave me that information, though. Kicking the punts. No, no, I, I, I can't mind it, guys, honestly. I can't. Nah, I wouldn't ask for a transfer, no. Doesn't matter. I was but, happy there. But you mentioned Newcastle anyway, and you'd play in your first European match when we played Newcastle in the Fairs Cup. Uh, what was that experience like for you? I'm sure that that Wynn Davis, who was a Welshman, would have scored with a penalty if he took it with seed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Oh, it was unbeatable in there. We were unlucky. We, we got beat. Was it 2 nang at him or 2-1? I think it was 2-1. 2-1 and we got beat. one nang down there, I think. Aye. But, uh, and I played two or three times against you and I always played well there for some reason. I mm-hmm. friendlies and that, I can Mm-hmm. Aye, but uh, no, things like that didn't phase me. Mm-hmm. Did it feel like uh, like these days the, the press? If there's like, like for example, the Rangers were playing Liverpool the other week and they uh, built it up as a battle of Britain. Was uh, it similar back then, or was it just no, no, just no. normal? Because no, the, the, because no. there seemed to be loads and loads of friendlies between teams north and south of the border. Aye, back in the and then you, well. you had the Texaco Cup times, Texaco Cup, Ken, yeah. Sheffield United, Leicester City, and mm-hmm. that, Ken. yeah. Aye. Um, as we move into the seventies, there's obviously a United make a change that forever changes the club. Jerry Kerr leaves, and he's replaced by Jim McLean. Before we get into it, what's the difference between the two of them? Well, uh, the difference, well, football-wise, Jim could lose him. Yeah, 
But on the other side, Jerry could lose him. Jerry could get you to play for him mm-hmm. without being tactically. Can he wasn't he? Wasn't he hopeless? Mm-hmm. He just he didn't have the same bit. So I'm suspended. The first game, he he, he was at Tynecastle, and I went. I was just moving to Dundee. That's what it was, and I was down in England, and I was. I hired a big van I was getting carpets my sister worked for this company in there and she was getting them all cheap for me again I'd measured all the so I wasn't at the game so I believe the story was Jerry was in the dressing room this that and the next thing then he went to and McLean who wasn't taking charge to the Monday or the Tuesday come in just forget all that shite again this is what we'll do that and the next thing so when I went up on the Monday we played at another junior ground and it was a Practice game, so mm. to He's got me in the middle of the park. And I'm like, what's going on here? Mind you think, oh, you, we got beat 6 4 at Dens once for them. Yeah. And they had scored two goals that day. Yes, you and, did. And I was sort of playing, well, it wasn't the, it wasn't the midfield at that time, you know. And mm. they, I scored the first, and, I, and then I, I believe this, is, he thought I did well that day. And anyway, I, I says to him after, I says, can I have a word with you? I says, I'll never meet a, a, a midfield player. Well, in my opinion, you'll never meet a fucking fullback. That was his exact <laughs> words. So I went like that. Aye, that's fine. I'll show you, you cunt to myself. <laughs> so he came in 72, didn't he? Uh, 71, 72. 72, right? And I didn't leave till 78. I was past my best. Yeah. So I proved them wrong. You can. <laughs> Certainly did. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm jumping ahead a couple of questions. No, but, no, sorry. But you must. Uh, did you play against Jim? Aye. Yeah. So, what was he? What was he actually like as a player? Well, <laughs> and did you come up directly against him because he was a winger, was he not? I, I, I certainly well, we played at Commander Day. It was red hot that day, and the ground was brick hard. Then mm-hmm. the ball hit my toe and it went through his legs. <laughs> kind of didn't mean to. And as I went by him, he grabbed my pants <laughs> and put my pants down, and I says to him. I says to him, you boy, that little bastard. Because I, I, I didn't take prisoners, as the boys always tell you. I went like, you boy, that little bastard. I'll fucking kill you. And honestly, this is true, guys. I'm sure that he minded that Made all up. the years after it. Because that's the type of person he was. Yeah. Ken. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, you mentioned that, that Dundee Derby got mentioned that the Major gets two goals in, of course. Uh, we play. We go to play Derby in the Texaco Cup that we've mentioned, and there was another game we would ship six goals. But can you tell us about a clash with the Welsh Welsh international? Eric Hennessy. Yes. Yes, I can tell you about that. Son. Who <laughs> tell, tell you about that? Well, you know, you boys are good. I'll tell you. <laughs> so my family's through from Manchester again, Stockport, mm-hmm. and and my brother, who's in America now, says to me. Where are you playing tonight? Midfield. Oh, for fuck's sake, we waste our time coming through here then. Okay? And my brother could play a bit. He played for North Street Victoria. Mm-hmm. Okay? Leading goal scorer seasons and seasons. And I went, I'll, think we, I'll tell you about that, but I'll t- after the game, it was, the midfield, it was Roland, Reed, and Henry. That was Alec Reed, Jimmy Henry, and me. And I can't put word. And this. I'm not, I'm not making this up, guys. I, I, I would swear on my wife's life, this is true. Brian Clough come in the dressing room after it. And he just opened the dressing room door. Where's your midfield? And nobody said anything. He says, <laughs> right, you showed us how to play the night. Although we got beat six. Can he says, uh-huh. 
your midfield outplayed us tonight. Then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can't, oh, can't, <laughs> can't think. But anyway, Hennessy, what, what, Alan Durbin, Welsh internationalist, I fucking did him. <laughs> I bet, no, 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 dirty wise. Mm. It was a tackle and I fucking hit him as hard as I could and he got carted. And Hennessy's shouting the ones and that again. Aye, aye, aye. I was like, fuck off your ball, you didn't get Hennessy. That's what goes on during yeah, the game. Yeah. So they come to Tannadice and Dougie Smith's injured and who's scarping the team? Me. <laughs> Who am I shaking horns with? Terry Hennessy. I says, oh, shoot big man. <laughs> uh, yeah, dirty bastard. <laughs> and, uh, hey, the referee never gave a foul. I just came right through the ball and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's what happened there. <laughs> Aye. So was there anything between you and him during the game or was it just... No, 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 that was that. it. No, he was no, probably fair was... to you. Uh, I didn't think so. He was a bit fucking sick fit six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Warawa, Warawa. So, like that season uh, that Jim came in, he picked you pretty much every game. Uh, but at the end of the season, it was a lowly ninth place finish. Uh, was that was that disappointing for the for the team to finish that low in the league? Well, see, when he came first. Oh, I dare like this lag, you know. It was a wee bit of holiday camp. Mm. Ken, the training and that wasn't it. Ken? Wasn't it up to what it should have been? What it should have been, no. Yeah. And, and when Jim first came off, we were struggled. Mm-hmm. When you're about to see the results at first, in one of the games, he, he didn't play me and he come up the track. I think it was near the first, and got in the, I was in the dugout and they said, you're old man at the game. <laughs> I says, no. Are you sure? They said, fucking boy, you meat dogs, you skinny, you come up the track at the first one, they get the dogs. I said, I've got to tell you something now, my old man is here, he wouldn't get stick, he jumped the fucking fence and stuffed me. <laughs> and he's just, he just looked at me, you can. Uh, see, see the, we mentioned there about Jerry Kerr leaving and Jim McLean coming in, but what, what was it like, or how did you guys find out about Jerry leaving? Like, what, what, what happened around that? Well, as far as I was like to believe, the entry for getting the job was up mm-hmm. and McLean got in touch with him and Jerry put a word in for him and he got it and then three or four weeks later Jerry was away mm-hmm. so we didn't care what happened there he can yeah I suppose as players you're, you're just concentrating on exactly. playing football oh, training and, and then this, but, but this then boy comes in and changes think, things but, but oh yeah that bring was changed you can and the, the, the training was we weren't used to it we got used to it you can that, 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 that was oh I it was a culture change culture change yeah, oh I without a doubt we could I, imagine yeah. uh, the end of that season it brought another foreign adventure you were used to them by now probably and uh, you were off to Nigeria how did you find it out there and these end of season friendlies did you guys take it serious or was it just like a wee jolly for you well it was a jolly but you were still trying to represent the club as best you yes. could but that's the worst experience ever Oh, Jesus Christ, you have no idea, man. Mm-hmm. The, the, the guys came up with their robes and everything, went in the, in the boardroom and showed us a video, and we were like, oh, what a place this is. And uh, the first game, we played a, a team called Stationary Stores, <laughs> right? And we're on this park, and we're... Do you think I was level what I say? But it was covered in beer tops, <laughs> honestly. And uh, it was... Uh, we were that bad thing but Jim had to get stripped one of the games right and they, he shouted no, you could run for here at the bottom of my garden and you went down that's yeah. how bad 
the heat and the, the humidity was, mm. couldn't stand it. We got yeah. used to it, can after a wee while, but it was horrendous. Can mm-hmm. it was horrendous. And what was well, what was Jim like at the games then? Because obviously he was quite demanding. He couldn't for... say much at the games because he, he he was on for a week, ten minutes, and he went at, at half time. He went, oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, he enough. understood. Can he understood? Yeah, can he understood about that? Aye, yeah. well, fair, fair enough. Aye, um, there's obviously there's always the battle against Dundee, right? That's always going to be United's biggest rivals. And season seventy two, seventy three, we were a couple of places behind Dundee in the league. Was it something the players focused on, like beating the dirty D's and being above them, or you know, because it's frustrating being behind your rivals, as we as we all know, or was it just a case that you're trying to get better under Jim McLean, I suppose? Well, you always want to beat Dundee, can it? And I mean, I used to get dogs abuse, can it? Especially at Dens, mm-hmm. right? Can I come on to when I got suspended? Yeah, of course, yeah, of course, fire right. on, because that's. Going to come to a derby game. Is, am I being too angry? Lad? No, no, you. T- no, so when I got on. suspended, you see, this is where we came to stay. Because we've been in the Swiss for 40 odd years now. Yeah. So he come in the dressing room. He covered me. He, I believe you're thinking we've got to stay in Glenlough. I says, well, if you don't move, you'll be playing against Celtic on Saturday. And if you do move, you'll not be playing. I just took the keys. I said, they're my house keys. <laughs> right in the dressing room. What do what bastards help him to flip? <laughs> was Hegarty in there? Hegarty and Holtway, you see. So and I asked him, how long was suspended for? Do you go by your contract and stay in Dundee? Now here's the thing, lads. Dundee area was at first twenty five mile radius, right? That's where it was because there were guys staying in Kerrymuir, mm-hmm. and for that door there, the Tannadice was twenty four point seven miles. Yeah. Right, and I got suspended and they never won a game for about seven or eight games. And they went there and they drew 3-3. Three, three. We, Henry Hall, scored the hat-trick. So when I got back, he got stuck. But I felt sorry for the guys because they weren't getting any bonus. Mm-hmm. So after about five or six, guy knocked on the door. Fancy a game five aside. I says, ah, keep me fit. Playing squash and badminton and that. That's all I was doing. Phone rings one night. Hi, Jim McLean here. How do you feel about... Uh, coming to stay in digs <laughs> fucking no chance <laughs> down went the phone phone <laughs> me back 10 minutes later blah blah have a word with your wife so she, get up there and play and play and stay in digs for four days because you're getting home man earth I was crab it yeah. no pick in and, uh, and uh, the guy was looking after me financially was Peter McQuaid fees fife I was getting dough money and that kind mm. of was so I phones him back I says alright I'll come and stay in digs okay but you got dig money and travelling money. You're not getting dig money or travelling money. He stick it up your arse. <laughs> went the phone. Phones me back, guys. Just says, I, I can't lose since ship it. You'll get one or the other. Fuck off. <laughs> Down went the phone. Two minutes later. All right, you'll get base. When you can you can you get them uh, Friday? And it, the ground was like that with frost, and we're playing at Dens, you see. Mm-hmm. And so uh, twenty minutes on the park and. Tongue was see during the game I played, I, my tongue was coming out my ears, but I, I was just a case of humping the ball. So before the game, I get in the dressing room and I'm like, uh, I say, right lads, yeah, because I was sort of thing when I kept the dressing room going. Mm-hmm. Me and him, and I was like, I say, yeah, 
Your wife's still out spend the bonus money. <laughs> We've no fucking won yet. I says, that's fucking luck. I think I lost two games all the time I was there. Mm. They didn't beat us. I, I, I could see him. Kenny's like that. Oh, magic, Ken, magic, magic. Keep it going. I says, my wife's still out fucking spend the money they knew. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he says to me, guys, this, you're fucking, this is a cracker, this one. He says to me, if I only Kent the Dundee team. I says, wait a minute, boss. So that was me first time I'd gather and talk and I went through into the, the toilets at Dens into the toilet mm. the wee toilet and I come back and I gave him the Dundee team <laughs> you fucking taking the piss <laughs> come on and it was steel pillars doing and the white tiles in between and there were a, a circle about the size of the pap in my hand and I could see into their dressing room all the time <laughs> And, and, I, and then after the game, he was trying to shake my horn. I said, I'm not shaking your fucking horn. You'll be giving me a stick on can and we won. I think we won 2-0 yeah, or, uh-huh. or something like that. Superb. But that's that's how... I, how did you manage to rope Holtley and Heggie into helping you then? They, they, they I says, oh, we'll give you a hand. They just... Yeah. They're too nice for the ring good. That's, that's the right. problem. See, <laughs> Heggie, when he came, he, came, he was a centre for it. But he gets cried flipper. Yes. So it was me christened him that. Is that right? And that David Neary, Sasha, so the cell, I gave yeah. him that. Aye. Luggy, luggy got luggy because him and Paddy Garner had both big ears. Aye. And I measured their ears one day before the game. And luggies were bigger, so <laughs> he got luggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, a, I've been a boot boy. <laughs> nicknames were well earned. Aye, aye. <laughs> uh, we also had. Uh, I think it was we, we finished above Dundee in the league in 73-74 we got to the Scottish Cup final for the first time as well uh, you were almost an ever present that season uh, that we were talking about and only Walter Smith and George Fleming played more than you two brilliant guys we've only heard good things about as well uh, well I I was suspended as I say that again for about six weeks <laughs> and then Oh no, that's another fucking story. I can't tell you that. I'll tell you that one later. I'm getting mixed up. We'll get to that after this. We've went back a wee bit. uh, When I went back that year, came to play, and I got, well, it was the Dundee United Social Club at that time. I got their Player of the Year Mm -hmm. trophy. My son's got, and he says, no, the one upstairs, the one that's married. And also, uh, I got my International League International Cup that year. Mm -hmm. After going back. Yeah. Yeah, and so, sorry, Sam, where did you ask me again, Daniel, for fuck's sake? Well, we got to the Scottish Cup final, which obviously right, we right, didn't so win, and uh, Walter Smith and George Fleming. So, I'd, we supposed to play Dunferman, and it got cancelled, and he took us up to the Crossfed Ice Rink, the playing fields here, mm-hmm. for a practice game on the Sunday, and Graham Payne was outside left against me, and he went by me. I caught the wee man just like that and I wheeled around like that and I went fucking back God I'm there and Whitey Smith and Jack Copeland hauled me up and made it worse I think I was out about four or five weeks and I, I, I was sitting in the house and I couldn't even do that but my, my, and they went to the, the, the hospital and they couldn't do anything for me so we got drained against Berwick in the cup like, at Tannadice and uh, he's like, oh, that's just, boss, I can't play, can blah, blah, blah. And it kept getting cancelled because they hadn't put the new drainage in. Yeah. So eventually it came to the Monday, and I was a wee bit better, but no great. So I went in on the Wednesday morning, 
you can't play me in conditions like that. You go in and give me what you've got. Mm-hmm. I never. I was playing against the boy Eric, Beric player, a really, really, really good player. Quite, and I mean, I was doing all right against them, but my tongue was coming out my arse when I was quarter an hour to go. <laughs> so I shouts across, Watty Smith was in the dugout with him, and I went like So I gets half, and we're winning one, and I just, and I never even got my seat. Marshall and, and Roddy Johnson, who was for Dundee, mind, played for Dundee at one time, he equalised. So after the game, Hamish, myself, Frank, then Doogie, then Adore, then, and he's fucking ladling into Doogie Smith. What the fucking hell can we finger? This is what he said, right up here. And he turned around and he seen me shaking my head. And this fucking object. <laughs> I just went like to him and Hamish grabbed at him I had to go with other airmen Doogie grabbed at him I tried to kick him you fucking hit me you'll never play I said if I hit you you'll never and oh just before he said nobody moved till I'm finished okay? but this time when I was saying I got him and he was saying they were on the bath there still was the bath at that time so I got in and they're all fucking clapping I said yeah sure <laughs> next but to go in on the Thursday morning before we went to bed Bangs the door on you in my office. I say you fuck off. You <laughs> ask me properly. Mm-hmm. Would you come into my office? I says I. Should I take you office? Should I take you Berry? Do you want to play at office? Berry three questions. I says yes to them all. I knew before I went. Can I wouldn't be playing? Mm-hmm. So it was fucking cold this night ever in Britain. But a fat one match, and they, he read out the team. Alan Forsyth was one sub, and he never read the other sub. And the boys are going out to play. And, and he, it was what Smith says to me, if they get ready, I said, I'm fucking sure I'm not. He's no waiting till this time to get me ready to go. Mm. So I can bet, and I got ready and I sat in the dugout, my feet, I couldn't feel my feet, quarter an hour to go. Well, Berwick's like that. I ran up and I ran down, I ran up and I ran down, I never kicked the boy, and Andy scored. Oh, I come in, no longer for the end of the game, one nung. Then the next game was at Dunfermline, and I was always in the getting a game. Oh, the next round was at Dunfermline, but three or four games, I never got a game. And Pat Gardner come and said, you're playing on Saturday. I said, how do you can see? Because I went and told him, we need you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Dunfermline was my favourite ground for mm-hmm. playing. Okay, and even when I played for it, but before that, and I had a great game that. I always played well at Dunfermline for some unknown reason. And after the game, coming to, and John Prentice was there. Because that was Jim's boss at Dundee, mm-hmm. again, when he was there. Mm-hmm. And, and Jim's like that. You go, I think think still being in the cup. This was me. And I'm like, oh, I, can't, I can't believe you're saying that. And I played every game. Then he signed Dougie Houston, left me on the bench. And Tommy Train, our leading goal scorer, God rest his soul and all. And Tam was on the bench and all. Can after the game, it's, uh, I played the wrong team. I felt like saying, why are you fucking right? You played the wrong team. <laughs> but, we mentioned uh, Walter Smith there. What was he like as a player first, but also when he went and sort of the coaching role as well? He, what he was a team player. What he wasn't a great player, but what he was a player to have in your team. Okay? He was a great man to have in your team and a great guy. Okay? No, 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 I'm not saying that guy because he's dead now. He was a great guy. Mm-hmm. Okay? I, I mind when he scored at Dens Park with his left foot, mind. he ran back up the park, he was on the telly kissing his left foot. That's <laughs> Did right, you see yeah. that? Yeah, I've seen that. No, no, what, he was a good guy and 
an hour wee story about that. He goes down to, to, to watch uh, Legion, uh, Sheffield United or Leicester. And what he's taking the train and me and Hamish are on the front going round the track. And he says, uh, great game on Saturday, me, Jerry, at Arbroath. And I went, what? Great game on Saturday you had. I says, no, according to fucking him, it wasn't. <laughs> and this is what, what I said. I says, he knew. I, I wasn't, I didn't blow about it, can. In fact, see, when my mates are talking about football, I'll say, I'm not what I can nothing about it. I fucking, that's up. He said, he knew that you'd had a good game. And he says to me, what was that you were fucking giving me the day? So when he came back, I went and seen him. I says, look, you slag me all you like. I says, but then he slag me when you think I've had a good game. Can slag me all you like when I've had a bad game. I says, and by the way, you'll no slag me very often anyway. <laughs> Can but he slagged me in front of all the players, and I, I played really well. And what I said, I said, oh, kind of man is here, though you can. That seemed to be his way, though, didn't it? Aye, that I. Seemed to be his way. That, that was his way, aye. For better or worse, I suppose. Uh, well, st- staying in the seventy-three, seventy-four season for for a wee minute, uh, there were a few notable youngsters that were starting to break through into the side. One of them that put your back out, Graham Payne. Uh, Davy Neri and Andy Gray, just a few of them. Uh, could you tell at that stage that these guys were going to be like good players? And how many Andy Gray's goals did you actually set up? Well, in the first game, I set his first one up. Mm-hmm. I crossed it for the halfway line. He scored with a header. <laughs> I said to him, "In fact, when I met him there, oh, was it a wise his funeral? I know the funeral, the, 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 the memorial, the memorial so thing." And he come back to town, and he was talking to Richard Goff. And we were sitting at the table with us after the thing mm. and that. He said, hey, that's, that man crossed the wall for my first goal. I think he scored, did he not score five goals in his first game? His second game or something. He had a really good start to his career. I said to him, I said, I'd have to run this for now, son. I just crossed it from where I am. But uh, people, all, often people say to me, who was the best player that played with you? Mm. I'm going to say something now, now there's Hegarty's, Nairies, this, that, and the next thing. My answer is Graham Payne. Yeah. Graham, me and him got in great. Mm-hmm. He was, you could slide the body, I mean, and I would be, because I could over, I could run. Mm-hmm. I could tackle, I could run. I wasn't the greatest passer of the ball, but I could get stuck in. And I used to give him the ball, and he could, and I was by him. Yeah. He was a great player. In fact, one of the games I played at Parkhead, McLean came in after the game and shook my hand. I said, what's that for? For looking after him, mm-hmm. and that, it wasn't intentional. We can't just. No, it's Graham just, Payne was the best player, and in, in my opinion, I played with. Yeah, we we've heard we've heard some great stories about uh, Payne, as we like to call him. Oh, uh, yeah, and we've heard well. I, I, the, the best uh, praise that we've heard like, is he was better than Gordon Strachan. Oh, much better. Yeah, but there Aye. was just something. I don't know if he maybe. Couldn't have played under McLean. No, you fit it right on the nail. Yeah. McLean tried to make him fucking get in there. He can. Yeah. Graham couldn't do that. No, that's no. not his game. Graham couldn't do that. He can. Well, great, and he was a great wee guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other man that we mentioned there that needs no introduction, Dave Neri. Aye, Dave Neri. Just <laughs> played one night. It was Arbroath. He was playing it. Oh, Jesus Christ, he was booming boys for every place. Ken, <laughs> what a player! Yeah. Oh, he was a great player. Yeah, one of the best. One oh, without a doubt. Eight hundred odd games. I thought I was doing well because I'm in the top ten. Can you did can, do well? Can but I mean, but boys, like, oh, and the thing is, he's a gentleman. 
That, yeah. uh, that, that is a recurring theme that he's no, he's, he's no a socialiser. Mm-hmm. He was it, yeah. that thing. That I, met, I met him that night. But he's no a socialiser. He, he doesn't like that kind of He doesn't do this stuff, put it that way. No, no, he, he doesn't um, like going to, he went out to that night, you can. He was, uh, yeah, and I had said, I, I'd messaged Paul and said that, that it was great to see him. And I actually went and I went and spoke to him. And again, he was really great. He met everyone on the night. He would sign things well overnight. And, and I'd literally just said, I says, oh, I'm Ronnie for the Dode Fox podcast. You've probably heard of it. And he said, oh, I says, I kind of go to Tesco's week getting asked to come on your bloody <laughs> podcast. And I said, oh, that's brilliant. Aye. I says, you're not going to come on, are you? And he says, no, nah, it's not really my thing. And I says, look, at least I've asked you. Aye. And then just chatting, then you, I just sort of overheard him speak to people. People would go, what about this game? What about that game? And this guy come up. No, no idea how old he was, but maybe in his 50s. And he went, you are the best player I've ever seen wear a United shirt. And you just thought, that's the respect he sort of had. But like you say, 800 games, no. you know, scored the goals. No, I mean, that, he was still playing in 94. No, that, 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 that time he, he went, Grace Rovers? Yes. Yeah. Him and Hamish were playing for the... I was behind the goal shouting to Hamish, <laughs> Nick. Um, see, that, see, see that day he scored against Brazil he played right back mm-hmm. he was brilliant that day oh, not yeah. just because of the goal yeah. Canada I'm like oh, Jesus Christ again mm. but a really good lad yeah and they see, were all good lads yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah just special talents as well I mean you've mentioned that you know Hegarty started to come through Paul Sturrock came through you know, and that around that time, seventy four, seventy five. You know, Andy Gray was the main man. I mean, he was only there two seasons, but he was the main man. Aye, aye. You know, and you only had what half of his goals were your assists. That's what we'll. <laughs> that's what we'll put down. Aye. So. <laughs> so what was the general mood after reaching the Scottish Cup final? Then was it like one of, like disappointment that you got there and didn't oh, win, or were you just thinking well, it was an achievement? It, it, was, it was more, but uh, you know, where uh, it was a hotel in the corner. It was Debenhams uh, after it. Because mm-hmm. they were what was the name? Of oh, that? the t- no, the kind of mindset. We went there after it, right? And you could see where they had someone uh, the wall and congratulations that that had oh. been taken down. Mm-hmm. Can you could see it? And there were a meal and everything. You can, mm-hmm. and he stood at the at the entrance, uh, uh, the, uh, the, no, the, the entrance to the room. He just stood there his cell all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember. Uh, Celtic wife's never all got in Hamden. Your wife were standing outside, and George Slimon's wife got stood on with a horse. Can <laughs> and uh, Jesus was get crazy. He got complained about it and that, and uh, Jim's outburst there was can later on at night when George had put. Remember, she's only a fucking player's wife. My his wife was in. You can. Mm. She's a man. At can I was like oh, fucking. Can that was that was a terrible atmosphere after that. You can. Could imagine. Uh, it was hopeless. Could imagine. Very well, disappointing. The, the, we've kind of spoke a wee bit about the season already, 74-75, because that's when you upped sticks for Whitfield and moved <laughs> 24.7 miles away. Uh, but there was also the emergence of the emergence of Paul Hegarty and Paul Sturrock that season. Obviously, you were, you were too busy looking at people's feet and measuring ears, but what was your first impression of these guys? But Hegarty come as a centre for it. That's right. Did he not come before that? Well, that was when he was he was starting to get into the team. I think he was there maybe a couple of seasons he or was, a eh? season before, but that was he was starting was to get, get in the team a wee yes. bit then. Ah, oh, but so. at centre half, you mean? Yes, he 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 wasn't going to make it as a centre for it. Yeah. That standard, can yeah. Then his first game, competitive game, was a friendly against Everton mm-hmm. at Goodison, and who's playing centre for it? English centre for it. What was his name again? That thing, Everton. Yeah. 
Paul never gave him a kick of the ball. Oh, I can't. I could see the man. I can't mind his name, son. I think he told us about. Yeah, he probably told us uh, about that. Uh, uh, he, <laughs> he never gave him a kick of the ball, and the sad guy outside left. He come in. He come into the the players' lounge after it. Mm-hmm. Where's that fucking Scotch number two? He says my legs are all black and blue for the back. Okay? I say that's me, son. Okay? Jimmy Bone used to say when we played against Jimmy Bone. Oh, the major's playing we'll pitch in gears on the back of our legs and all that was Jimmy Bones caught about me <laughs> that's a brilliant one uh, but H- Hager he was Hager was a he was, well, fucking centre half and for the size of him yeah the height he got up yeah. would, would you come up against Luggy much in training then we you supposed to be well when it was the short side of things again the the the, the Protestants against the Catholics. That's what Jim used to say. Because you got to kick at them. They never fucking beat us, man. <laughs> the Protestants all, oh, we story about that, I know, boys. Mm-hmm. Went to Parkhead and there would have been that much snow on the ground. And they had a tractor rolling it all and it went down to about that. Can? And sort of the lines and that. Can? And uh, the referee come in. It's an orange ball today, lads. And of course, Hegarty and Aaron Sturrock, they're all Catholics. <laughs> I says, now remember, caress that ball today. Do not knock fuck out that ball. And of course, Luggy comes to me, oh, well, if you bless yourself at Ibrox, so I had to bless myself at Ibrox. It's a gospel truth, boys. I had to bless myself at Come on, you said, I says, come on then. <laughs> you know, that, aye. Aye. Did you did you get try to get a kick at Luggy in training? No, I wouldn't do that to your teammates. No, so sir. good, wouldn't he? So, eh? such a good footballer as well oh, such aye, a good aye. player he's your I mean he's your favourite ever player isn't he really aye, he's, he's a good well, lad probably nearly but lo- Luggy it's hard to it's hard to look past him uh, for, for a guy of my age anyway also that season now I'm not sure I would pronounce this team's name uh, but we would play somebody Petrasani from Romania J- Joel Petrasani Joel Petrasani from aye. Romania we beat them 3-0 at home in the first leg but lost 2-0 lost 2-0 over there aye. good enough to progress but what can you tell us about the bus journey over there when you were travelling for the airport. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you, you ever seen the Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> the bus, uh, it started to rain and the, the, the water was coming in. Mm-hmm. It was like some of the 1930s yeah. and it broke down twice and the guy had to get out and put coats in below the bus and go in and repair it and everything. And you see, they got picked up in Upper Thompson's buses and up to the big hotel yeah. And they said they were in the airport there. That's why we had to travel seven or eight hours. And when you get out of the mountains in it, there's a big airport there. Again, yeah. was... anything to get a wee edge though back oh, in the day. I, was oh, it? that's I. Well, with the I with the oh, it was unbelievable, man. What a trip that was. So the worst and then ever. We're coming back and he let us get two or three bottles of beer on the bus. <laughs> they, they gave us beer now. You can uh-huh. they had a wee buffy for us now, and we're kind of drinking of course. It was kind of great feeling that. And Paddy Gardner says, I can't, you need to stop the driver and get a pee. <laughs> so we're pushing in bottles and we're throwing them out the window. And of course, we had a drink, you seen Jim, because Jim was sitting down the front and that, we all started singing, Please release us, let us go. We don't care. And of course, we're giggling and laughing. You can. And there we won. We're at Easter Road. And I'm still staying in Beef, And I was getting the train for there to Easter Road. Mm-hmm. They wave a letter and then walked down Easter Road. And me and my mate and the train broke down so I said to my mate get back up to the post office and, and I managed to get the train and I got to Waverley and they were a queue a mile long for a taxi and it was about half two so I ran for there to Easter Road <laughs> and it was red hot I fucking collar and tie <laughs> and I got to the boy says where are you going I said oh, I can play. Oh. and I've got in and I never liked playing Easter Road 
and had a, a really good game that day. And Ken Wee Jim used to bring his hair right for it. Mm-hmm. And he was balled right back to there, I think. <laughs> and well, my hair's the softest hell, boys. He kind of always has been. And I used to use the old Cossack to put on it to keep it in. <laughs> and his hair blew up this time. We're winning for nothing. <laughs> and we're kicking up the hill. And he's sitting on the doggy. And he's like that. And I shouted to him. I says, boss, go in my bag in there. You'll get some Cossack. I'll keep it in. <laughs> well, he pushed his cell up. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen it from getting beat for long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he pissed himself off. Okay. See, Super. you could see things like that to him. Ah, yeah. like, if we're playing a Wednesday night and I was staying in Diggs, mm. we'd go for a pint later on down to the nightclub or can me and McAdam. <laughs> Big time used to get the hair dryer out. But when we got beat, you couldn't. And then he was, can't tell you when he was like, oh, look, look at the tomb, the car get fucking ready cracking. I'm not a full year wife. So I'm only going for a couple of pints. <coughs> blah, blah, blah. And uh, can I come with you? You, you'll get you fixed up, you fucking, <laughs> you're fucking too ugly. Push the cell up because you'd win, you see. Yeah, yeah. Can you, but you couldn't say nothing like that, Ken. No, oh. I, no, no chance. No, no. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is superb. Uh, a man that we have mentioned that obviously you set up his first goal, but how big a loss the following season was Andy Gray? Oh, I, oh without a doubt. I. He was oh, special, I. wasn't he? Oh, fucking young lad, he's 17, 18 year old. He was fucking built like that, eh? Mm-hmm. Okay? But what a heater a boy was. Yeah. We've had better centre for us. Like, Alan Gordon was a better player on the ground than that, but not in the same class as him. Okay? He was really, oh, he was really, really good boy. Okay? I, think, I think we've been fortunate enough to speak to Andy, and he said that he would stay behind after training, and Jim would just That's be right. on time. Cross, cross, cross bars bars for exactly right. Well, he also said as well, though, he went for a trial the first time and didn't again. Like Jim was like, nah, and then he come back up and it was like, aye, aye you've aye. worked on stuff and then, yeah. what did we get, two and a bit of that years probably. Him, Morris Freilich got him. Mm. He was the scout for that area. I can mm. remember him, aye. Yeah. And it, the wheels seemed to sort of far off that year a wee bit. And that was the season as well. Hamish started tying penalties. Aye, what the bastard. What's going on now? <laughs> I know, I can, I know. Aye. Did you know fancy it? Did anybody well, else fancy it? I took one. I think I saw when Jim Cruikshank saved it, but stubby, Gordon Wallace running, patting the bat in it. The next one was against Motherwell up at Tannadice. And the bottom end, you can, and I, I put it out of the bar and we got beat 3 2. And they accused me after the game of deliberately missing it. Honestly, that's true, boys. You fucking missed that deliberately. You can. My bonus is there, you can. You can. No. How did Hamish come to take the penalties? I've no clue. <laughs> what, that, what, that one from we stayed up, man. Aye. Uh-huh. Yeah. The plan was kind of toward the game. Yeah. McLean's like that. Ah, Hamish takes it and he saves it. McLe- Tam got booked. He went in and punched the boy at McCloy's hand. Yeah. And then Hamish ran out of the way back. Anyway. Anyway. No, sorry, no, on you, on you no, go. No, on you go, Major. After the game, we never seen him for about 35 minutes. Then he come in. And Ken, what his first words were, You've got our time to thank for <laughs> fucking getting the result. I mean, the wee bastard was crossing the ball and putting it out of the bar and everything. Okay, that, that was fucking... I'll tell you, boys, I, I, I wouldn't fucking say that. That was fixed. Mm. Tell me that now. You can. Honestly. <laughs> I'm always fascinated at the fact that Jim McLean is, is strict and that the, his style of management and whatever else that you could say about him, that he was content to hear a goalkeeper... Tatting the penalties for his uh, team. 
But but as you say, even that came down to a strategy. Right. right, if you score, great. If you don't, yeah, right, you yeah. do this to to hinder the opposition, right, getting yeah. the bar back That's what up. Tell me, do I? Always. He was just. Oh, I can't Nobody wanted to take them again. Mm. And when you get tell when you miss one, that you, you did it deliberately. Yeah, I I think Hamish because we asked him. Yeah. We, we asked him when we spoke to him. Like, how the hell did it end up with you talking them? And I think he said. Well, Abdi else had missed. That's right, uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, just his turn. That's right, uh, which was uh, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, a player that has been mentioned, uh, Gordon Wallace, joined for the wee team up the road. Uh, um, I'm assuming he got a bit of stick when he joined that dressing room, given he'd signed for Dundee uh, yeah. and turned into a really good player and teammate. I'm imagining. That's called him and Dugus, and I called them the spies. <laughs> oh, this is true, guys. I was like that. I'm saying to some of the boys, how is he getting the can of it? Uh, and deliberately said something in the dressing room that only they would can <laughs> and the McLean had a go can about such and such again I said uh, the bastards are spies but they were his mates you see mm-hmm. they were his mates but hey didn't get me wrong good lads I got on the right with them but again they were fucking planted in there <laughs> <laughs> convinced Hi. well during that season uh there was a Dundee Derby in October and it was a testimonial match for Ian McDonald uh, and it would finish 7 all. Now, my only question about that is how come we managed to allow Dundee to score seven goals against him? For Ian McDonald? Ian McDonald, yeah. Dundee player? I have no idea. There was a, it was, there was a Dundee Derby in October of 76 and it was 7 all. I never played in that. Did you not play in that? The only testimonials I played was Dennis Gillespie's and Doogie Smith's. Okay. Because even when I'm researching that, I'm thinking Ian McDonald's. Ian no McDonald come for the Rangers. Okay. We winger. Did he get a bad injury then? Maybe that's how. Aye, right, aye. so that's what it'll be. Obviously, I like that. I like that. I like that. See if Ronnie checks us and you've scored our seven goals. No, I'll be disappointed in no, you. Aye, aye. <laughs> um, no, I definitely didn't play in that. I mean, I'll give, you, I'll, give you the, I'll give you the United team, according to this. I was playing on a Monday night in 1976. Um, David McKellar. The, the goalie, Davey. Was one. Two was Andy Rowland. <laughs> Three was Frank Capel. Four was Alex Rennie. Five, Alan Forsyth. Six, George Fleming. Seven, Graham Payne. Eight, Ronnie Glavin. Ronnie Nine, Glavin. Paul Hegarty. Patrick Thistle mm-hmm. Celtic 10 John Gregg 11 Tom McAdam and on the bench were Alec Reed and two young lads called John Holt and Billy Kirkwood can't have mind shipping seven goals well that's a good thing that's I think we felt sorry for them probably, probably. Yeah. plus it was a testimony it was uh, for a good cause well it Gordon Strachan scored a hat trick as well so we'll just move on for that <laughs> oh, I, I can't mind nothing about that guys that's only two testimonials I can mind Dennis's and uh, and, and Doogie's uh, um, that season we, we finished we lost six of the last nine games we finished fourth in the league um, what happened at the end of the season that meant we lost so many games in the running or is that when maybe a Jim McLean he's training and everything catches up with you it's because they're long seasons you play a lot of games no sir that's what I'm saying like these guys are complaining because they play two games a week can I mean 
I mean, we agree. I, I mean, <laughs> when, when I was joining, all right, I was playing for Cowdenbeath at the time, but I was sometimes playing three games a week, and I was working to, one, the night uh, I played my last game for Cowdenbeath, I worked at five o'clock, and I got a taxi for Dunfermline to Cowdenbeath, and I played at half five. Can't, I didn't understand, no, that, that just we weren't good enough at that would be it son mm-hmm. you just weren't good enough yeah. Getting, uh, uh, that, the, the, the training that was as fit as I've ever been in my life yeah. Yeah. well we mentioned the training but what was his pre-season training like a lot of people say the boss knew out for a while no no well a couple of years I went to Largs after a pre-season twirl or whatever and God, I was as fit as anything but see at Largs you got a lot of amateur team boys and juniors and, that, and they were using their own mate and the coaches out there, Willie McLean, the Wattie, Archie, and that, hi, yes, they boys, they boys came with their day, and I was as fit as anything, but see, when I didn't go there, I used to have to go back every Saturday for three years on the trot, because I was about 100 years behind them, we used to go big long runs, can fit enough, but no fit enough, yeah. and then McLean would say, wait till fucking next week, you'll not catch up with him, and that's, can <laughs> and when I went to Largs, I was fucking unbelievable, with a fleeing machine, can <laughs> that, that bit, he's training, go no, he's training, didn't he kill you, mm. that was all the pre-season, was fucking murder, man. Yeah. up and down the dunes at Money Feath and that, but, you, 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 it was, then you're the world of good in the end, yeah, yeah. did he, did he, t- I think it was Graham Payne that, that told us, like he didn't take part in the train, did he? So he, no, no. One of the stories that Penny said was that he'd be standing at the top of one of the dunes and he'd take a, maybe run to the water and run back and touch his feet uh, and then run, just, uh, just basically you run go, yourself you into the ground. Aye, aye, you have to go, aye. Well, he didn't, we didn't take part, no. Mm-hmm. He was not When we used to run for Tanner, they stay on the feet. Oh. Can, you, 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 you ran so much that Camper Down Park at the side of the golf course and you run for the first tee up to the first green. Yeah. Say half pace, two thirds pace, mm-hmm. and you got to walk for that green to the next tee, and sometimes it could be for here to there. Yeah, can that was eighteen holes of that. Can hoist training was fucking hard the pre-season, but yeah. there one you can't. But it doesn't matter how hard you train. Can you got to play matches mm-hmm. and see when it was all pre-season? I, I, I don't know what it was about him with me. I never got a game to the about this maybe. The last or the second last pre-season friendly, mm-hmm. can it just seemed to leave me out all the time? You can I didn't care whether it was deliberate or no, can yeah. but that just the impression I got, can. Mm-hmm. The seventy-seven, seventy-eight season would be the last of your time at Tanadice. Right, uh, at, at the start of the season, were you aware that it was going to be the last? No, 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 no. I mean, you, you played you played thirty-four games that season. Uh, but your last appearance came at home in the Scottish Cup against Queen's Park. Uh, you started the match as a sub. You came on in the 63rd minute. Uh, can you remember who you came on for? No. I've, I've put that question in my notes, I Major. Can't, I, can't even, I didn't even hear an answer to it. I can't even mind it coming on in against I'm Queen's Park. I'm asking you. I'm thinking well, it's... I know. I can't, we're hearing, I can't we're hearing a wee guessing game right now. I, then. I, I'm going to say Davey Neri. I, I can't even mind uh, being coming on against Queen's Park. So basically, at the start of the season, though, you had no idea that was going to be no, the last. No, no. Well, if I played, I didn't even care. I played all the games. Yeah, yeah, 34 games. I that must season, have went yeah. down how fast. I tried to get to America before that. Mm-hmm. Last time we get in, they wouldn't let me. Something that we've not asked you, the contracts. What was your, because like, Jim McLean's kind of well known for his four years plus a four-year option. No, no, that was, 
Nothing like that, but one year, one year. Right, okay. Yeah, that was just. Uh, and was it for the same for Abdi? Aye, aye, aye. I remember when uh, Luggy and uh, Paul Sturrock and Raymond Stewart, mm-hmm. they were breaking into the first team and yeah. he went to a players committee, Jackie Cole and me and Hamish. First meeting in his room and Ken blah blah this, that, next thing, aye, but. And uh, Hamish, I were just wondering if uh, with them breaking into the first team, can they didn't they get the same money? But, Fucking decide what the fucking get. Don't you fucking. And he's banging the two, we just went like, see your players come out and forget about it. Okay? That's what you're doing, man. Okay? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. To answer your question, it was Dave Nair you came on for. I, I, I thought it was Dave Nair. I can't even mind playing Queen's Park. The only thing I mean Queen's you, Park was. You can't mind the player on a 7 0 thrower. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, I can't even mind it that. But he's honestly, that's, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, what what was the conversation like were you leaving? How like how does it come about that you were going to be leaving United? Well, as I say, I asked him about a year before that again, I wanted to go to America and that. No. Then he didn't tell me I could go to America. Why he tell me? Mm-hmm. What he says, got a word with you. I said, I says, Jim says you can go to America anytime you like me if you want to go. That's how it got. That's what happened. Again, he didn't tell me. What he had to tell me. Yeah. Was, was that like a, a source of annoyance? Maybe like. No, because uh, the last. If you look up, I think the last seven or eight games, I was only sub. Mm-hmm. And I can't what was going to be happening. Yeah. Can. Yeah. And I mean. I wasn't toiling. I was nearly 35, you can. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, well, I was kind of fairly wee a wee bit, you can. Mm-hmm. But, but, but back at that time, that was probably quite old for a player as well, aye. I would say, because aye. even when I was growing up, I used to think a player, when they got to 30, they were maybe on the way right, down. Aye, These days, aye. sports science, well, diet, well, nutrition, well, and everything, well, can, they can well, go they on. When the Jim McLean night in the, the care hall where they kind of finished were at that. No. I've, I've seen bits of it. I was on the stage with... Mm. Hamish, myself, Kevin Gallagher, mm-hmm. Egerty, myself, can't mind who else. And he was on the other stage, getting along a bit in that. And it was Bill Leckie was then interviewing, and, mm-hmm. and he was asking about Ken, why I left Dundee and that again, and then blah, blah, blah. But and then uh, the, later on in the night, he kind of thing with that, and he, well, asked us to say something Ken, again, and, that, and I just said, that, he was, and of course, by this time, he was no well. Mm-hmm. And you could see he's yeah. talking to me, and yeah. I just, I says, I says, well, I says, that one good thing about that man is he's a, he put a few years on my career. Mm-hmm. And I, I could see him going like that, nodding, can he sell, can he, although he didn't say it, can he, the neck, can yeah. he? But uh, I wouldn't let anybody say anything about him football wise, he was mm-hmm. looking brilliant. But yeah. he just, if he just, even 50% of the other one, you can. Yeah. And yeah. they got a lot me see Eamon Bannon when it, Eamon went into the the Legends night that we may know. Yeah, the Hall of Fame. And he yeah. comes through and I only played against Amish for uh, Eamon we drew them in the League Cup with Dunfermline and Cowdenbeath mm-hmm. and he was chat and he came in that night and we were in a wee room here and a bottle of beer before we're getting registered. Eamon to be a bit polite, okay? Is McLean going to be here tonight? Because if he's here, I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> I hate him. Yeah, yeah. I hate him. I think, I think he times. got a hard time 
Oh, missed weeks. I've seen. <laughs> I've seen him fucking on the tell. Bang. Yeah. Right, here's the wee one. When he used to fucking shout, he would shout, Roland, Roland, and I wouldn't fucking pay attention. Then he would shout, Fleming, and I would go, "What is it? No fucking you, him." <laughs> and then when when I when I left, went to America, come back, and then I was became player manager. I couldn't be fast enough to put a reserve team doing because we had played for about four weeks with the bad weather. Oh. And he said, and I tell him that story. Pissed himself off. <laughs> <laughs> Pissed himself off. That's brilliant. And another one when we were abroad in Holland, and the wee time trainer had borrowed a case of him. We time never had fuck away the case. And we went to play someplace, and it was pre-season stuff, you can't know, mm-hmm. end of season stuff. And we come back, and it was about five past twelve, and we were fucking starving. And we asked me, Paddy Gardner, Chiz, and myself, wanted to go. They got a hamburger at this pub, you know, going for a fucking drink. Well, we had a bottle of beer, and we got back at, we back for half twelve. We got back at twenty-five to twelve. He twenty-five to one. He was fucking waiting on us. Mm. And then the next thing I hear is a noise in the corridor. What was it? It was a big long corridor, and there's wee Tom in the corridor fucking shouting at him. And then he must have been backing off, then he's coming out and backing off and back. <laughs> and it's Tom's like that. You uh, have my your have my cares ready when I get back to Dundee, you cunt, you're fucking <laughs> anywhere you you're a fucking useless cunt anyway. <laughs> so when we got back to Tanadice, my car was lying up there, can I was staying here. Mm-hmm. And uh, my car was sitting at Tannadice, and I said to Tom, Tom said, I've not got a train. I says, look, I'll take you cow and beef. Mm-hmm. you got a train for Falkirk, for there and that. Well, so we're going over to the bridge. Tom says, stop the car. I says, what? Stop the car? <laughs> I says, I can't stop the fucking car. So I stops the car, left the boot, gets the boot, gets all his clothes out the car, throws them in the boot and threw the case in the water. <laughs> I said, well, I didn't know it was McLean's case, you see. And then he told me it was that bastard's case. Yeah. Boys, I'm telling you, that's fucking true. Oh, and of course, Dan was the job at Cowdenbeath. Dan became my coach. And we tell him the story that same night and I pissed himself off. Oh, Again, but that's fucking unbelievable. That, um, Dan threw the case in the fucking fourth. <laughs> That uh, you meant you, you were mentioned there about your last game and stuff, and you were thirty five or whatever, and there was a lot of young players coming in. Like that final game, the lineup that day is Hamish McAlpine, Alex Rennie, Frank Capel, George Fleming, Paul Hegarty, Dave Neri, Paul Sturrock, Derek Addison, uh, John Burke, John Burke, Burke. I'll tell yeah. you a story about him and all. Billy Kirkwood, Graham Payne, and you were on the bench with with, with Gordon Wallace. Was so, it Celtic? Uh, no, that was the final game, the Queens Park game. That oh, was the, sorry, you know, sorry, I, right, right. But like you're saying, there's a lot of young players starting to come through there, and you know what I mean. It was maybe just the time, but uh, John Burke tells about him first he time his name is being mentioned, mm-hmm. right? And when we when I stayed in the digs with Tom McAdam and him and David McKellar, mm-hmm. we used to say to the landlady, "What the way fucking Glen Rothers and they used to stay here, can for one night and then go back up again." We used to go up to the local pub and have a couple of pints now, and a. Uh, Burke didn't drink at all. And we cried him stretch Armstrong, minded that toy. Yes. <laughs> when John took his clothes off, it was skin hanging down. The finer man you ever met in your life. Mm-hmm. In this particular game. And at that time it was the big deep bath and the two sinks there and the toilets there. And he's, and he's spewing in the sink. 
when I went into the toilet for a beat, I said, John, if he fucking sees you, what are you fucking drinking on it? Major, I had a drink. Says it's that cunt. When am I going to get some of my 80,000 pound back off you, you big useless papish cunt? That's who he spoke to him. Mm-hmm. John couldn't take that, you see? Yeah. And, oh, Burke hated him. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, what he, that, that's who he's can. You can't do that, man. No. And you can't. I mean, you'd maybe need a kick up theirs. You'd maybe need a pat in the back. Can I'd maybe need a fucking slap. You can't yeah. treat everybody the same. Doesn't matter no. whether you're a giner or an electric. You've got to treat everybody differently. And he couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what he did with Burke. Mm-hmm. Burke couldn't take it. Uh, Burke couldn't take it. Yeah, and I think like, that that's the, you know, like we said, we've been really lucky to speak to a lot of your ex-teammates and stuff, and uh, uh, that is the narrative that. Uh, if he and you've said it as well, if he had a bit of Jerry's man management uh, and stuff, uh, it could really help. But as a trainer, everyone's got him up there, and it's the same with Jerry. Jerry had a wee bit of Jim's thing, yeah, mm-hmm. again. But, uh, it could have been incredible. But uh, your time was up with United. You headed to America. How uh, did that move come about, and what was it like? Well, as I say, I was trying to get before and, that, and then they didn't the that I hadn't had an offer for America. Then about. Five days later, I got a phone call from a boy called Ron Newman. The, Ron was an English lad. He was uh, he played for Dallas Tornadoes. We played Dallas Tornadoes in one game mm-hmm. when we were out there, and Ron played midfield for them, blonde that lad. And he was the coach of Los Angeles after that, and my brother went to America, and he played with Jimmy played for them, right? And then Ron came to Fort Lauderdale Strikers, and Jimmy was in touch with him all the time. And Jimmy te- Jimmy must have told him when he phoned me. Ken would have been interested. Fucking can't write away, I was away. Mm-hmm. Ken? Okay, and right. uh, the goalkeeper was Gordon Banks with fucking one E. Yeah. And when yeah. the ball, when the corners were coming from one side, he cried me joke all the time. Whatever the side where his bad eye came where he mm-hmm. had to fucking really be on my toes all the time. Can he tell you that? Ken was saying, this is my. Then they got a boy for Southampton, I can't mind. And it was all third and fourth division players and non league players. And then, you know, my wife come in. Then <laughs> they got a frack new boy, she's not very bro. Then <laughs> 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 they tell her I said that. Yeah, you did. It's, so, it's recorded. Oh, it's recorded. Ian Carligan, ex Liverpool kid, mm-hmm. 38 year old. What a player he was. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I, me and him were like that. We used to go golfing and like, what a great player he was. Yeah. Uh, was it quite easy out there for players like you that had played at a good level and, and uh, stuff? Well, aye, well. See, we were doing the training and that, Ken, we were getting doggies and that. Fucking, five, six years in front of them and they're all shouting, he's into fucking slow up, slow up. They, they, they were there for a holiday. And uh, they were, uh, I mean, well, what Ian Carligan said to somebody, Ian didn't play the first couple of games and he asked somebody if I had a rocket up my ears. <laughs> because, but see, you had the 35 year line. Y- yes. And, and you, you, you couldn't be offside, inside that. Can? Mm-hmm. Can that was a, Slightly was different rules over there. I mean, I was running like, can I run like Blazic? I mean, mm-hmm. I got $500 from my first home game. I was playing against George Best, Charlie Cook. Can uh, I got I got man of the match? Mm-hmm. Lost about nine pounds during the game. <laughs> it was ninety five degrees and ninety humidity. The I played and then so I see Ron was there and then they got this general manager guy, 
Then the next thing, I, I, I was in the plane for two or three games. And I said, what the fuck's going on here? And I was at home. I said, hey, sir, what's going on here? Uh, you'll, you'll find that was this general manager wanted best mm-hmm. to come there. Mm-hmm. And they decided to get this wee boy, George Dusnip, we non-Rigper. He was a great wee winger. And me, we were the only two that didn't have a no contract. And no, no, what did they call it? You oh. couldn't get transferred. Yeah. And we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So they could shop the other asses. No, just get two tickets for me and my wife and my kids and I'm going home. But my brother phoned and says, Mum's coming out. Okay, my mum's coming out to California. Mm-hmm. So I went out there. And, oh, I can't, well, Tommy Smith was the, the coach here. Oh, the, the American lads were on the fucking pot and everything. Man. They were <laughs> hopeless. <Can't laughs> but Lord, I've got to the semi-final that year. Yeah. You can, and then I get my rank, it was better for the kids who were into all the Disneyland and all that. Yeah. And I had six weeks holiday with my mum and that, I can. But, uh, I mean, Belly, Bettingbury, Carlos Alberto, on the one team. Mm-hmm. Can. That's, who was it, Santos? No, no Santos, New York Cosmos. New York Cosmos. New York Cosmos, Cosmos they played. 110,000. Yeah. See, as I keep saying, can, when my neighbours are winding up, I'll say, Many boys for fucking Lumfinnings have played against three World Cup <laughs> Bobby Moore, Carlos Alberto, mm-hmm. and Franz Beckenbauer. Yeah. Get that in your pipe and smoke it <laughs> when they're getting me stick. <laughs> but play, that's the kind of people you played against. Yeah. Yeah. We beat them 6 3, didn't what, it? What age would these guys have been then? Were they at the end of their career as oh, well? Oh, I, I assume. Uh, yeah. Well, I was 35 by that thing. I think they were about the same age, 35, 36, yeah. but they yeah. could still play a bit. Oh, of course. Of can, course they yeah. could still play a bit like, but can. Did you ever meet George Best as part of the deal, or was it just... No, 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 no. But I met him in the pub after it. Sure <laughs> I'll bet you did. I, 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 I hope he got the drinks in. I know. He <laughs> blared him, you can. Yeah. That's all right. After your short stay in America, you then found yourself back in Fife. Uh, you joined Dunfermline and helped them get promoted. Uh, then you headed back to Cowdenbeath, where you just missed out on getting them promoted. After that, I was back to the juniors, where you played until the ripe old age of 45. Uh, you must truly have loved the game, Major. Aye, aye, aye. Well, when I came back, I got a phone. We were in here 35 minutes, and that phone rang. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davy Smith, Dougie Smith's brother, he was the manager of Berwick. I said, how do you can Dougie told me. Uh, we're playing St. Johnson, and I, the fans come up to watch us, and I can't wait a second, I went up. And they beat St. Johnson, the mm-hmm. and uh, I phoned uh, we, we Willie Johnson and that, Ken, and ex-ranger, but if you're going to sign and you're getting money, get it all at once. Yeah. Don't take that. So I, I, I thought about it, and then Wally McLean phoned me at Starts Park, and I went down to play a wee game, Ken, and trained him with him, and that. We, Ronnie Duncan, was the left winger for the Rovers, Grease Lightning. Ronnie was terrified of me mm-hmm. and I wasn't quite right fit you can I said you go buy me Ronnie I'll fucking kill you <laughs> <laughs> oh for fuck's sake blah, 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 blah. and then he offered me £500 for signing well in McLean I went what? that's just my experience so I, and then I got a phone call for Dunfermline and it was a boy Jimmy Drummond who was in charge of the Paragon Club up the stair and he dealt the the, the directors and I went and I went and I says look I says I've got coursing courses and I says and I've been under Archer Robertson Jerry Kerr Jim McLean and I says but blah 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 uh, McLean uh, Melrose was in hospital with a brain tumour 
right? And they said, right, the player coach and that, I said, well, I couldn't have played the first two or three games because my clearance was not through. First two games, I got beat 6-1 and 6 long Fairbairn, got <laughs> home and away. I got them. And then 26 games, I took defeat mm-hmm. in the league. I took them to the top of the league. And then what I was told by Jimmy Thompson, the boy, Jimmy's dead as well, and he was his... Uh, you've not to play him, you've not to play... I says, Jimmy, I'm watching what I could see. Mm-hmm. I'll play. I'm running it, Ken, so I'll play, Ken. And there were boys, Paul Dunley, Jimmy Bowie, great players, tell them not to play. And we know that, and then he come back, and then we beat Stennis Muir 4-1 on the Saturday. I scored two penalties, went to Brechin, who we'd beat 6-9 two weeks before it. It was uh, two away and went at home, Ken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm freshening up a bit. I says, oh, I like... You'll not be playing, he'll not be playing here, and then his mates are back in, you see. Dick Donnelly come to me after the game, he says, what's going on here? I says, I didn't change, I says, you'll need to ask him. And I never played for about four games, and we lost the whole four games. Mm-hmm. Then, he had to bring me back in, then the last game with Berwick, with to beat Berwick, we beat them one down, and then with to play Falkirk the last game, and we need at one point, we're getting beat one nothing with ten minutes. We got a penalty kick and I scored with it. And uh, I signed for three months. Can't quite up a division. And I was I went to Berwick on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. We won. But we went down to stay at Margaret's mother's in England, and we drove up for there. And I scored two goals, free kicking a penalty. And then he says to me, "You'll need to sign to play again." I says, "No, that's it. no, you only signed for three months." But in the time he was off. I got a phone call from Willie Orman who gave me my international cap. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm away back now, boys. I can't have That's gone okay. back the way. That's okay. Uh, go and meet him. Uh, uh, so I got permission for the directors <coughs> to go into the boardroom there, Harry. There, Willie sitting in that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm you come as a coach. And there was a boy, Jim McLean, a reporter friend, but I'd recommend it. And I was like, oh, what, what kind of money are you talking about? But oh, you'll not, not get that. I says, but look, I says, I'm making mayor at Dunfermline, and I was with a post at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I decided he would give me a thing, and I said, I'll think about it. So I went back to Dunfermline, and the directors were like, If you don't go, we'll give you an £30 a week. I says, I'm no gone. I don't want the money. I'm no gone. I says, I'm staying here. I'm happy doing what I'm. So they insisted I got the money. So when he wanted me to sign again, they play. I'm taking £20 off you, I'm bringing a sprint coach in. It was the player, Kenny Thompson's dad, who was a sprint coach. Mm-hmm. I went, well, I see you can't do it. Oh, I can. I says, Harry, you're not talking to a wheel, laddie. doesn't he what he's doing? I says, we didn't get relegated. Mm-hmm. I says, we went up. You can't do that. I said, so, bohied. <laughs> On the way home, I went into Cowdenbeath. Paddy Wilson was the manager. I says, you're looking for a fullback, aye? Because... When he came back for his illness, me and him just didn't get one. Yeah. Okay? I just, it was right for the start, I knew he didn't want me there. Because mm-hmm. okay? I'd made such a. Who is it? I says, me. I write. I got back in on the Thursday to the training. I we heard about your. I says, that's right. I went to shake my hand. I says, piss off. I just got my bits and left. Then Pat Stanton became the manager. Then Pat left, then I got the manager's job again. Mm-hmm. That's how that happened, you can. Yeah. But I mean, I regret I should have stayed at Dunfermline, when I look back now. Oh. But that's all water below the bridge. Of, of course I'm saying, that. guys. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, a lot of games that have appeared uh, over the course of our chat, and obviously your years at Tannadice, 
what was your Dundee Derby experiences like, given, and I hate saying this, they were probably just ahead of us for uh, most of it. What, what was it like playing in them, home and away? Well, that, I used to get dogs abuse away. Mm. Especially going down the hill, you can't buy it. You get in jail now. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't can. I loved them, can. Can, but they, they had a lot of good players, can. But I think well, the last, before the end of my time, the last five or six years, we were better than them. Yes. Can I mean, quick went on, man. I, I, we played at Parkhead one day, and uh, Alec Reid got to the bank and cut the ball back, and I read that in the top corner. Can, and he's, when, when, you're, when you're at Parkhead, you're a Protestant bastard, and when you're at Rangers, you're a papish so and so. And I reeked in, and I was running back up, and the jungle was still there. <laughs> the thrown bottles never rang at me. <laughs> now, we went to the Rangers, and uh, Wally Matheson played left back for the Rangers that time, and I played against Wally at the school and underage and everything, and he played this ball inside me, and I managed to get and a sidestop, sidestop, uh, sidestop. We Wally Johnson and Davy Smith, and I seen Wally coming, and I pushed it around that side, and I, went, and I could see him bitting, and I put my shoulder in, and I hit him, and he went right up, and his feet came right up in there, I pushed him right up there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like that, and well, they're that side, and the stands out there, and I went here we go, and this referee must have been a bit height of that, and I went here we go, and he just booked me, and them guys were giving me dogs, and if that's the thing. It was the old terrace on the other side, and they were a bit for here to the windy, mm-hmm. and the ball boy didn't get it. And I went to get the, the ball, and they were giving me a big style weekend. Mm, could imagine. And I was like that. I was like, that. I says, Look, guys, I'm fed up listening to you. <laughs> I says, You can, my grandfather, my father, and my two uncles were all in the Orange Lodge. I could have did anything I wanted after that. That's 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 true stories. I, I could believe it. Can it's true? You have no idea how bitter it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I can believe it. When obviously, when you were living in Dundee for the period of time you were then, how did you get on like out and about in public? Was there any? No bother. No bother at all. I used to go with a boy Bert. You Bert worked in this hotel, and on a Friday, I, I went out with Bert every Thursday night mm-hmm. when I could manage, and I had about three or four pints. Okay? and uh, I used to go to the, we used to go to the different pubs. Not no mm. bother at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I never had any bother. No. Yeah, I maybe, think... maybe maybe they can't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mentioned the the Hall of Fame, and we always like to bring up when we spoke to Hall of Famers is who you went in with, and you you've got a nice class of people. You had Eamon Bannon went in, we had Johnny Coyle went in. The goalie obviously okay, went in, goalie. as you mentioned. Peter Mackay went in, and Ralph Milne oh. was inducted then as well. Mag, well, I tell him the story about Ralphie that night. <laughs> she says yes. Well, I tell him about Ralphie that night. Oh, I he was clapping. Ken, <laughs> when the foot were going up, and missing his So anyway, he was sitting there, and his girl was here. I was here, my wife was here, and Peter Rondo, the boy, does the Yeah, yeah. Pierre, he yeah. Was here, so he was drinking away, and, I can't, and it was like stock and then the big thing like a, a big lager glass and it was through wine eh? he was knocking them back like fleas <laughs> so anyway eventually he fell and it, they, they, they carry him out can? and he spoke drinker and she went away in the half and that and then I met him again at a thing I can't remember what one it was and she says to him are you behaving yourself aye he says see that night major <laughs> he'd been out with Derek Addison 
at dinner time. Mm-hmm. And he'd, he'd got a strip sign for Derek for some charity thing and had him seven or eight pints before he went. Yeah. Like, stayed out all day. Uh, yeah. Stayed out all day. Yeah. But, oh, an incredibly oh. talented player as well. Oh, just. I was saw that night, oh, he's on the leave on one. And I was looking at him, weren't we? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, <laughs> now you mentioned at the very start that you're 80 it's either in a couple of weeks or next week uh, yeah, it should be the 12th the 12th but it's in the juniors club down there but mm. it is the 12th never mind it should be <laughs> that's you tell so then it should be the 12th but I couldn't get the band I wanted this mm-hmm. band we go in here in kind of brilliant band mm-hmm. so we decided the day on the Friday night yeah Again, so it's on the flight, but I'm, 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 it's the twelfth. Yeah, I'm so you're going to be eighty. You're still working. Aye, twelve hour shifts, four days on, four days off. That boy's getting everything, you know. I mean, <laughs> do you mind telling the listeners what what it is that you do? I'm a security officer. And my next question is, why do you still bother? Why do I still bother? Because we've had so many friends, people stopped working and downhill. Yeah. I know you start, Mike. It, it's, you, you go downhill very, very quickly when you've got nothing to do. No, with no, yeah. no, no. And, no. And you get peace and quiet. We, we, uh, well, no, I'm still working as well. <laughs> <laughs> but she's no 80. She's a wee bit older than me. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I've had two major illnesses in the past two years. First time I was off nine months, and I've just gone back after five and a half months. I had pneumonia and I'd colon cancer two years ago. And when you're getting better, I've always been one of these. Worked all my days, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Very when I started to get my head, wanted to be doing things, but my body wouldn't let me. Mm-hmm. And I was fed up, absolutely fed up. And boy, next door retired, he wished he had me. And we just wanted, I, I'm just going part time now, because I was just, because I've got bad lungs now. Mm-hmm. But we were, he seen me, he was going to retire. Till I got this really bad illness two years yeah. ago, and he's seen how I got better from that and how I got on better with going back to my work. And I think it spurred him on to no, stay but at work. No, but no, boys, I play golf with now. But Christ, I've said, look, I like doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'll do. I like my job. I sit at a telephone and watch cameras and then help people uh, bring things in and things like that. And it's no hard work. And, I'm not ready to stop. Yeah. Now, my mate used to be the head of police in Fife, commander-in-chief, Ronnie Airboy, runabout with me. He says to me, you keep going as long as you want to go. Never mind what anybody else says. Mm-hmm. I'm quite happy. And you can't go to Las Vegas every other year with all these <laughs> pension boys. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I, I like what I'm doing, and I'm quite happy. Yeah. And I'm quite happy. Come in, see now that's what I'm after. Four Thursdays, so I'll play golf four Thursdays on the truck by mm-hmm. boys. Yeah. I, I like doing what I'm doing. Yeah, keep doing and it. And I didn't feel, I, I didn't feel I'm 80. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm quite fit for my age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned golf there. Did you pick that up during your playing career or is that something that golf came after you finished playing? Or? No, no. no. I, when I was signed in there, I didn't. I, I was a member of Ross years and years. It was mm-hmm. a nine-hole course, 1966. But when I went to Dundee, I didn't play. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I, I just played bounce games and when I came here I joined Thornton yeah. in the road there and then I, I started working with guys when I'd stopped playing full time and they were both of them were scratch golfers and I play at Leaven now doing it at Leaven Thistle but, uh, 
So I, I play all the time. But I didn't, not competitive now. Right. I mean, I was doing the single figures at one time, but now I'm, I'm pushing you a bit. <laughs> I'm up to about 16 or 17, but I do it now for You enjoy enjoyment. it, though, yeah. yeah. It keeps me fit, I know, you can. Yeah, yeah quite right. You'll be glad to know that we've hit the last question. Oh, so I'm, I'm, no, I'm quite enjoying this, boys. The Major, how would you sum up your time at Tannadice? Oh, God. Boys, you're putting me on the spot here. Well, uh, I think when I did that speech at the... When I got into in, in the Hall of Fame, I, I did say that... Uh, I think the words something like I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had wee ups and downs, but no many, very, very, mm-hmm. very little downs. Kind of like when I come here to stay that can that wee kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. You can, I loved it. Actually. You can. I still like going up. Couldn't have got because of the COVID and that. But when I met the boys at the table uh, with David and that, again, I say, when are you coming back? Just phone us and I'll, you'll still get your your two tickets. In mm-hmm. fact, that night I won. Uh, the boy did the table for me he won a thing for two hospitalities with MK and kind of building yep. thing with, yep. and he said pet back so they drew my name I said pet back and Paul Reed says no you're coming up so it's, it's, it's in the drawer someplace so I'm mm. going to go back but I'm going to start going back up Ken, the only thing about my job sometimes I, I work Saturdays you can can you bring your bits well, somebody said that to me before. I couldn't have run for here to there, man. Neither can we. At <laughs> he was quite emotional on that night when he made his speech. Mm-hmm. I said that and, to the boys. I got stuck, and, and Hamish jumped he's, up. He's not an emotional person. And Jimmy, mm. he, uh, Hamish jumped up and gave me a stick, uh, didn't he? You were quite emotional, but you said you were proud. Did yeah. I? See, see she can mind. I can't mind. To, to, to play as for Dundee United. Have, have you? Have we had the wrong person? Had the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> No, she can talk more than me, son. But she's English, you see, that's what it is. What's that got to do with the person? Uh, oh, but I'd come I wouldn't tell me I'd come fair, but that's beside the point. But I tell them I come for one thing. But, uh, I, but see, that night, who was the chairman before this guy? What was his name? Mike, Mike, Mike Martin. Martin. Mike Martin. Now, we, I met him two or three times. Yeah. And that night, we were staying in the hotel that's knocked down the... Oh, the Stachas, the Stachas. Earl Grey, Hilton. Right on the front, and yeah. we went back, and when we got in, uh, he was sitting, and he, Ronnie, somebody, I can't, him, it showed us the tables one night. I'll know my, and he was like sit here now, and of course who was there but Ricky Ross, mm-hmm. and when it was the, uh, was it the team of the century one or something? I can't remember. Was it not Jim McLean tribute when he wasn't playing? N- no, no, it was uh, anyway. Well, we're going up to Cooper McKenzie's to get me a pair of trousers. No, for that night, I wanted a decent pair of trousers. And mm-hmm. we're coming back down. This lad that was on the Arab Trust says, come on, I'll show you where you're sitting. And as you look for the stage, he took me to bit when I was at that end. And this guy came down the Andy Rowland. I went, oh, God, I'm oh, what have I done? To myself, I'm owe you money. Can I? What have I done? He says, hey, you were my hero. I went, oh, mm-hmm. Ricky Ross. I didn't reckon... And he was going like that. I was like, oh, oh. And I've met him two or three times since. Yeah. Getting up at the games and that. Mm-hmm. But I know, I know. I, I enjoyed my time. I mean, we didn't make a lot of money, did we? I said to you already, she made more money than me at times. But when we got beat, but they saw the world. Yeah. Saw around the world. Mm-hmm. I made more money in America than the time I was there than 
at Tannadice for about 11 years. Money's not is it? Can. No, no, well, like, for me and Ronnie's point of view, we just want to say thank you very much for giving us uh, your time. And, uh, like, please don't ever think that you're forgotten around around the corridors and the lounges of Tannadice. Well, My keep, old man loved watching I, you. I keep saying, when I go up there, the lobby didn't watch me playing. Nah, no chance. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. It's true, though. You're in the Hall of Fame. Aye. It's I'm undeniable. I'll show you my foot in my strip when you are gone out. Yeah. Oh, well, Ronnie, you grab it. I've oh, well, two or three d- swear words in that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was allowed to. Major, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much. You're welcome, son. Anytime. Mm-hmm.